Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, it assures about what we do not see. Being obedient requires faith in God. Without faith, it is impossible to walk with God. Obedience. Obedience. Obey God. Hey y'all, it's Ashley. And Shantavia. And, and this, this is, is Obedience Podcast. Podcast. So we'd like to welcome you guys to our final episode of our waiting series. We hope that you guys have already tuned into the first three parts. They were amazing. Um, so if you haven't, stop it right now and go back and watch part one through three. Okay. All right. So in part three, we discuss some things and some consequences that we can go through and experience if we do listen to the wrong people for a purpose. And we also discuss our guardian redeemer and what it means if we can choose the wrong path for our life or the wrong person and we become impatient so in this part we'll discuss our future so once we've accepted our future once we've accepted god's path and we've moving forward in his path what are what does our future hold what does it look like so that's what we'll be discussing so before we start we always want to start off with a prayer so shantavia if you'll go ahead and lead us in the prayer i shall Okay, bow your heads. First of all, we want to say thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. We want to thank you for getting us through this series, and we want to thank you for all the viewers who have viewed this series. We want to thank you for our loyal viewers and always giving us supporters who encourage us to keep up with what we are doing. We want to thank you for bringing each one of us into the life of our guests. And we want to also thank you for allowing her to be so open and transparent with us on the show. We ask that you enter into this episode and provide us the word that you would like us to give to your people. We pray that we keep everything within your will and not our will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Your will. So just to give you a brief recap of verses 12 through 18. So in these scriptures, um, after Naomi, I'm sorry, after Ruth was being obedient to Naomi's instruction, you know, Boaz was just like, wait, this is, there's someone before me to be able to accept you, your hand in marriage. And she was, I guess like in that waiting period, Boaz was telling her to wait but and to send her back home, but he didn't send her back home empty-handed. So he sent her home with some barley and some grain and sent her back home to Naomi. And in this period of time, they're in their waiting period for Boaz to come back and to um, marry Ruth. Well, now we're going to get into the story of what Boaz was doing while Ruth and Naomi were waiting. So I'm going to read Ruth chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate and sat down there just as the guardian redeemer he had mentioned came along. Boaz said, come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took 10 of the elders of the town and said, sit here. And they did. Then he said to the guardian redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our relative Imelech. I thought 
I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of these seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, do so. But if you will not, tell me, so I will know. For no one has the right to do it except you. And I am next in line. I will redeem it, he said. Then Boaz said, on the day you buy the land from Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the dead man's widow, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this, the guardian redeemer said, then I cannot redeem it because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. So one thing that we see Boaz doing in this moment is clearing up any loose ends that may be in their situation. Like he's going to who deserves it and he's telling him everything. He's not leaving anything out. And with that, that gave that man the opportunity to look at everything as a whole and make his own decision. So I wanted to discuss with you guys, why is it so important that we clear up any loose end in our situations of either it be a relationship or a path that we're taking before we go ahead and move to the next part of our lives? Well, um, I think it's important um, to make sure that you're addressing things so that they don't pop up in the future. So, um, for example, if you're not addressing um, any past hurts or relationships or feelings or anything like that, um, traumatic events, going back to what is currently happening in my life, things that you don't address will pop up and present themselves later. So you want to make sure that you have addressed those things. You brought it to God. Um, and assess and assess that and you're able to move on um from it with a clean you know with a clean um state of mind you know clean heart um so that they won't pop up in the future um and i also like want to point out that even if you are addressing things um it doesn't necessarily mean addressing something well, we're going to put this on the relationship side, addressing someone face-to-face. Sometimes when you going back and addressing somebody face-to-face opens the door back up for toxic relationships, toxic things, soul ties, stumbling blocks, etc., to uh, represent themselves. And um, something that I have learned with my like, past relationships, whether it's been a friendship that was broken, um or um or a broken relate relationship with um someone that I thought that was gonna be my mate. Um I can apologize, they can apologize, um, and then move on. And sometimes those opportunities don't present themselves and sometimes you just have to sit down with God and be like, okay, so this is what happened here. Let me give it to you. Let me forgive them. Let me forgive myself for the things that I have done and move forward because not all the time does sitting down face to face present um, something that's actually healthy or good. Um, I want to piggyback off of something that you said, Ivan. Um, as far as 
clearing up things. I saw a post on Facebook that talked about if you leave a toxic relationship, be sure to figure out why you stayed in that toxic relationship because the reason you stayed isn't just going to disappear because of the relationship. Like if That's you go back into another toxic person, those same reasons why you stayed in a toxic relationship, if you haven't worked that out, the same thing will happen again. Psychos, psychos. I'm not going in cycles. <laughs> That's right, because you can still if you if you go to another relationship, you just gonna be going in the same cycle. Mm-hmm. Um and I think going back to the question is so important to clear up those loose ends is that it fixes your focus. And when I thought about that, I think of like a camera or Child, even my my eyeglasses. If you know those things are a little blurred, I can't see clearly. And um, even in those moments of me not, I'm using that analogy. But even in those moments, I can't see. You know, in the spiritual sense, you, doubt can seep in, fear can seep, seep in, pride, all of those things that are not fruits of the spirit can start to seek in. And I think it's important for us to have a clear focus and also a clear aim at what when we're moving forward. That's good. And then another thing as far as why I think it's so important to fill up those loose ends is it gives you something else to do in that waiting. Like when we're waiting, most of the time we're waiting because God wants us to fix something or he wants us to complete something. And so say, for instance, if you wait on your husband, if you don't fix those insecurities that you had in your last relationship, then those insecurities are going to be there for your husband. And that's not fair for him. Like you need to work on that so you can be a completely whole person once you get in that relationship. And also clear up any loose end with any situationships you have. Make sure all those are taken care of too before you move on to a relationship. And then um, to speak on something outside of relationships, like if you're in the process of trying to fulfill your purpose, you may want to like clear up some debt that you have so you're able to do the next thing in your purpose. (laughs) That's that's all I got. (laughs) Ouch. Just you just step on on, on your whole foot. The whole leg. <laughs> Get out my leg. <laughs> Any other thing from that point, y'all got? So it kind of raises the question, like, why do y'all think God wants us to wait? But before you guys answer, I want to read a few scriptures. In Ruth 4 and 14 through 16, and it reads, Then the women of the town said to Naomi, Praise the Lord, who has now provided a redeemer for your family. May this child be famous in Israel. May he restore your youth and care for you in your old age, for he is the son of of your daughter-in-law who loves you and has been better to you than seven sons. Can I mention something, Ashley, before we get into that question? Absolutely. In, in that scripture, what verse was that? 14, 14 to 16. Like you said, the women said that you have a redeemer. 
And if we think back to when Boaz is her, is Ruth's guardian redeemer. And Mm -hmm. like he said, he cleared up any loose ends with the first person who was in line so he could truly be her guardian redeemer. But out of that relationship, we see another redeemer. And if you keep, if you guys keep reading in Ruth chapter four, you guys will see that eventually Ruth is going to be related to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so we see why, you know, Ruth had the weight exactly on Boaz because between her and Boaz, they had Perez. And through that whole genealogy, we get to David. And everybody knows that David eventually leads to Jesus Christ. And Mm -hmm. so in this instance, we see why it was so important to wait because God was sovereign. He had a purpose for everything. And if Ruth would have got with that first um, garden redeemer, it's no telling how Jesus Christ would have turned out. Actually, God probably would have picked somebody else other than the family that he chose Jesus to come from. So most of the time we have to wait because that's what God wants us to do. He knows everything. He's sovereign. He does everything for a reason. And like I mentioned before, sometimes he's waiting on us to get our stuff together. He knows we're not ready. I think that's the most important one. Amen, amen, amen. (laughs) I do want to read an excerpt from my Bible really quickly, though. Um, it says taking shortcuts and living for temporary pleasures are not good ways to move ahead because of Ruth's faithful obedience. Her life and legacy were significant, even though she couldn't see all the results. Living faithfulness to God, knowing that the significance of your life will extend beyond your lifetime. The rewards will outweigh any sacrifices you have made. So imagine the reward of your waiting season. It, it, it exceeds our expectations. Mm-hmm. Some things that I wanted to point out about why, why I would think that God makes us wait. Um, during our waiting season, a lot of things take place um, to prepare us for our purpose and our future. And so we gain a lot of experience in life in general. We are able to grow um grow up in god and in our faith um it gives you um it allows you to tap into that fruit of the spirit that long suffering and patience (laughs) um (laughs) you know you 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 get lots of that um and um and in through all of that you gain wisdom that you're able to pass on to others um you don't think about it in your waiting season, but you're when you're in that, God is building your testimony um, so that you are able to utilize that testimony to help build up and edify others um, so that, you know, that they can get through their waiting season or through whichever situation in their life. Amen. I do agree, especially with the long suffering. <laughs> Child, it can it can feel like it's a long, slow suffering. But it, yes, and even in those times, your faith is made like genuine because you know that you have a hope 
and your hope is in Christ Jesus. Um, I also agree with y'all. I do think it's also to build character. Um, in scripture, he tells us to be humble yourself. Humble yourselves. Um, so sometimes it, it is a humbling experience if we don't humble ourselves um, as the scriptural instructions to do so. Uh, we also have some comments from our Facebook page. Um, if you don't already like us on Facebook at Obedience Podcast, you can add, add us as a friend at Obedience Pod and Obedience Podcast at all other social medias, Instagram, all that good stuff. So Cicely O'Work, she says, we're not mentally nor spiritually ready for what we're asking for. Abria Parker says to test our faith. And um, friends of the show, Shamika O'Baron, shared a beautiful story with us. And I read that. This is a piece on waiting about a fa- about father and son. A father said, a father said his son asked and begged him to purchase his stable with horses included. The son begged and begged his father. His father gave in, and at nine years old, his son had a big stable and horses. Well, at eighteen, the son decided. He wanted to go off to college and needed some money. The father stated, I have no money because I spent everything on horses, on the horses and stable. The son was was sad and said, if I knew what the money was for, and it was for college, I would have held off begging me for the horse and stable. Something we want, sometimes we want things immediately and right now. But God knows our future. He knows the He knows He has a better plan. So I think that's important to piggyback off Shantavia. You know, we know that God is a sovereign God and He knows what's best for us and what we need in a specific time. So it's best to wait on God, even though it's not easy. It's building our faith, it's building our character. Um that long suffering. It is for a reason. It's for a testimony to help somebody else that's going through that moment, through that pain, through that same experience. So it's important to wait, guys. That is very true. And just like that excerpt that excerpt from my Bible said, temporary pleasures aren't a good reason to move ahead because of mm-hmm. the end result. Like Whatever we're waiting for, it's going to definitely exceed our expectations. I mean, mm-hmm. from a relationship standpoint, everybody that I know who had to wait on the husband, that husband or that wife definitely exceeded their expectations of what they thought they were going to get or what they wanted. If anybody who had to like wait on a house or wait on a car, I always anybody who's waiting on something is always a story of, Oh, this exceeded my expectations. I didn't think my um, mortgage was going to be this cheap. I didn't think my car note was going to be this cheap. So I have, I have seen a lot of stories of the points in waiting, like the, what's the word I want to use the reward in waiting. What about you guys? Yes. Even like you hear stories about people struggling to get, impregnated with their children and they've been um 
you know, just praying for God for kids. And when they finally got it, they had like triplets and stuff. And, you know, they kept having babies for years. Yeah. So I was just like, ooh, that's a wait for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Talking yeah. about exceedingly. <laughs> yeah. So just keep in mind, like Ashley has said before, God knows our desires. We're going to get it one day if it's in his will. Um, but we just got to keep pursuing his purpose and keep moving forward in his kingdom and, you know, pulling others into his kingdom. Our life isn't our lives. Our life is Jesus. It's for Jesus and to promote his purpose and, you know, spread his word. So that's what our life is truly for. We have to just keep that in mind. Everything else is, you know, blessings. All right. So do we, do we want to add anything else to why we should wait? No. (laughs) So we made it through all four chapters of Ruth and we pretty much see what happened in the end. And you know why we should all be patient. Remember this series is just not about relationships. We're talking about just waiting in general for whatever you're in waiting for. So Mm -hmm. now that we're finished with Ruth, I wanted to get into a YouTube video that I found while I was studying for this. And the YouTube video was titled, Waiting on Boaz Could Be Dangerous. So I am going to link the video down below for you guys to watch. So stop the video right now. Go and watch it because we're going to have some commentary on it and talk about our thoughts on the video. So pause, go watch, come back. So what were what was you guys' thoughts when you saw the title Waiting on Your Boas could be dangerous? Well, immediately when I saw the title, it was um it made me laugh. Um <laughs> because um because there's so much um I think waiting on your Boaz is kind of overused. That phrase is overused and overdone in the Christian community. And so um, it it made me laugh and it kind of made me um, very interested to see what the perspective would be in the video. What about you, Ashley? Um, Like initially, I was just like, what you talking about? Like, but when you listen to the video, and like you said, Avine, it can be a negative connotation of like, and it can be overly used because a lot of times as singles, you can be like, oh, I just wait on my phones. That's it. But in a sense, it can be dangerous because if you just sit here, you know, willy-nilly, just waiting on your boas and you're just not doing nothing in that season. And we talked about the waiting period, what you should do. It can be dangerous. So... I agree with him. It can be dangerous. So, just to discuss a little bit, a little commentary on the video. Um, one thing I wrote down is serving God solely for God to provide you with a spouse and not because of his word. Mm-hmm. That one, that was a whole word for me right there. Because, I mean, you can get so wrapped up into it or even outside of waiting on your bow is like, okay, I am going to do right. I am not going to sin just so I can get blessed by God. Mm -hmm. That's not how it works. 
you want to do the right thing because you love God and you're living the life that he wants you to live based off his word. Not like we said earlier to be in good standing with God. And I feel like so many people out there are guilty of this, especially the waiting on Boaz part, especially us single women out there. We always like, okay, I'm gonna go to church. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And God is going to send me my husband. He probably wants to be a husband because he already know. Like once you get the husband, you're probably gonna forget about him. God gonna be like, "Hey, you remember me?" <laughs> <laughs> so what y'all think? Um, I mean, what I got from it, what stuck out to me was, um, is basically the theme of it is that we should be delighting ourselves in the Lord during our waiting. Yes. And, um, and in doing that or in saying that we have to have the right reasons for waiting um, as far as waiting on our Boaz or in your being in your waiting season. Um, it kind of goes back to what you were saying, Shantavia, in that, like, you know, are you just waiting to, so are you doing these things so you can get what you get and then like, okay, I got my husband. Let me, all right, <laughs> let me focus on that now. Um, you just have to, you know, realize that being in that waiting season is for um, the glorification of God. And, um, you know, that you're waiting and that you're serving him in this time, not just to get something out of it. Because if you have that mindset that I'm waiting you know, or I'm doing this just to get what I get out of it. Um, that's when it becomes dangerous because that impatience seeps in um, where then it's like, okay, well, I feel like I've waited long enough. Let me just go and get this um, lackluster alternative to what, <laughs> to what, you know, God could have for me um, to just satisfy, you know, what I feel like I want. I agree. Um, and one thing that did while I was listening to the video and brought up a point when um, I forgot what series this was in, but it was about being instead of doing. And you should do things out of a being, not of a doing. You know, just because you are a Christian, there's things that you you are. And the thing because I am a Christian, that means I'm supposed to help me out, y'all. Like I am in a being instead of a doing. Like, oh, I'm a Christian, so I need to go and do this. I need to yeah. do this. You're supposed to do because you are that. You know what I'm saying? Because you're right. like Christ. You are yes. Christ-like. Yes. Not because you follow Christ, because I am trying to be Christ-like. Mm-hmm. That's it, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing I wanted to point out too is just, you know, us being complete in Christ. I think that was the moral of his video. Like, mm -hmm. your completeness should be in Christ because whoever he gives you is just going to be in addition to your life. It's going to help you. It's going to help you grow in your purpose, or you guys may have a purpose together, but he's only going to put stuff together that's going to further his 
name, if I'm making sense. So everything is for his glory. So we need to be complete with Christ. Because, you know, if we even go back to Avenue's story and how her child was taken away from her or her parents were taken away from her, things can be taken away from us. And what are we going to do if that happens? We right. still have to be complete in Christ before anything. Right. So I loved when he just was like, do you want to grow in Christ? Well, no. Do you want to grow in God or do you just want a spouse? Which one do you want? What happens if you have to answer that question for all you single people out there? What happens? Gotta think about it. (laughs) There she goes stepping on people's toes, flips on arms. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Yeah. Makes you it makes you really evaluate yourself. Yep. It's hard. But it's necessary. It's hard, but it's necessary. So I think that the biggest takeaway from this entire series, and we're not done yet. I just wanted to go ahead and point this out because it correlates with the video is, you know, Ruth, well, neither Ruth nor Boaz were looking for a spouse. They were just serving God in their purpose. And so we just have to look at their examples. Like, I think that's the biggest takeaway from the story of Ruth and Boaz is focus on God. A lot of people like to correlate their story with, this is why you should be patient for your husband, or this is why you should be patient for your wife. That's not the moral of the story. The moral of the story is focus on God, and we see what happens if you focus on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's my takeaway from the video. I liked it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it was good. Good job, And then when I got in that video, he was like Ashley said, he was giving us a lot of good nuggets. And so I definitely wanted to talk about that video. All right, so to another fun part of this video, um, and then we'll be done, I promise. (laughs) Um, but since we're all well, since this series is talking about waiting, I thought that it would be great for everyone to write letters to their future selves. And it's up to you guys um, what part of the future you want to write to. Um, But just to take a moment and write a letter to your future self. And then take that letter. You you might want to put it aside in, you know, whatever timeline that you gave yourself. Go back and read the letter and see how much you accomplished. So I think that we're going to share our letters now. Who wants to go first? You. Not I said the cat. (laughs) (laughs) All the words. Okay. I don't (laughs) All right, so I wrote to my 30-year-old self, um, since that's my next milestone, and that gives me a couple years for all of this stuff to actually happen. Um, So here we go. Dear future, hey girl, hey, I see you, and I'm proud of you for standing strong and walking in your purpose. I know there were some tough days where you wanted to give, give everything up, but you didn't. Now look at you. How are you feeling in your new place? Just what you dreamed of, right? I see your organization skills. I see you kept that promise to yourself. How's the podcast? I knew it would grow. How's the conference going? Sold out? I knew it. God has really been working. I see your patience level on 10, so I'm proud of you for moving away from that 1.5 you're on. How's your anxiety? Non-existent? What about your asthma? Vanished? He's done it again. He's a miracle worker. 
How's your production studio? Built and taking its first client, but God. How's your debt? Debt free? Won't he do it? Well, sings won't he do it? How's the husband you were talking about on Facebook as a joke a couple years ago? Still not married, but close. I see you speaking things into existence still. How's your job process? Close to self-employed? Wow. I'm so proud of you. Keep up the good work. 30 and thriving. Love your 26-year-old self. That's good. Come on, 30. All right, who's next? Okay, I will. Mm -hmm. Um, dear future self, you know, um, I really feared for you starting out, and I had hope for you at the same time. I know that's a contradiction, but it is what it is. I had so much fear writing this, but then I remembered God has not given me the spirit of fear, the power of a sound mind. And I will rest in that and continue to have hope for you. I know that you will be a bright light, um, full of love and joy. The joy of walking in God's purpose for you and helping your fellow women, sisters in Christ to run hard after God. The joy of having so many of the blessings that God um, has bestowed upon you. Again, I just wanted to let you know, I'm proud of you. You pushed through all those hard times. You grew up in God and you were able to be the mentor that God called you to be. What? That's it. So I took a different approach. Um, and I wrote a letter to encourage people even in their waiting season. And I just hear it. Hearing y'all made me think of like what I would tell myself in the future. So I share that first. It's pretty much hey, it wasn't so hard, was it? Yeah, it was. Um, but those moments have grown to encourage people, your followers on the podcast. This is purposeful. This is the platform that will continue to grow. Look at the people that y'all are reaching, touching hearts and sowing seeds into their lives. I'm going to stop there before I start crying. <laughs> but I also wanted to write, I took a bit, like I told you, I took a different approach of kind of encouraging our audience in their waiting season. So I just jotted down a few things. So, so this season is not to hurt or harm you, but a season to build and prepare. You may experience frustration and even doubt. Take heart. God has already overcome the world. The work was finished on the cross for past and future sins. You have the best deal in the world, but the blood, Jesus' blood still covers and it continues to work. So when you're feeling anxious, impatient, wait on the Lord and let your heart, and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait confidently. Expect the Lord. And just to reference Psalms 27 and 4, 14. 
remember God does exceedingly abundantly more than what we can even ask or think. So wait as God blows your mind with his divine purpose and plan. While you wait, trust him, his sovereignty. Trust that he is your heavenly father and he wants nothing more but to take care of you, to provide for you. He is your father and you are his daughter. You're precious to him. So stand confident and know that the fight is fixed, that we have already won the victory. So stand with so stand with God. So stand with his armor. Stand with the belt of truth. Stand with the body armor of God's righteousness. Stand with the shoes of peace. Hold up the shield of faith. Put on the salvation as your helmet. Take the sword of the spirit, which is God's holy word. Pray in the spirit at all times and delight yourself in the Lord. So I just hope that encourages you guys that everything that we've said throughout the series, that you take heart in God, that he wants nothing more but to bless you guys. Um, he has a heart for you. There is nothing that you can do to separate his love from you. He will always love you. This waiting season is purposeful. So don't take so don't take it for granted. He still loves you. He's still here with you guys. So take heart and continue to pray. Even when you don't have the words to say, sit in his presence and the Holy Spirit will intercede for you. And I'm speaking from personal experience. Continue to wait. Know that the fight is fixed and that you've won in Jesus Christ. He's already overcome the battle. So I pray that the words that of God edify and the words of his book continue to illuminate without the pages and continue to just, you know, sow seeds in your heart. Trust his word. Trust him. Even though you can't see it, trust him, y'all. Trust him that I'm talking to myself, and I hope it encourages you as well. Trust him through it all. I didn't mean to cry, <laughs> but I, 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 I know it, it is true. It, it is what I am experiencing, and I'm continuing to just trust in him, even though I don't see it. Let's continue to pray, you guys, and wait on God. He knows what's best. So that's all I got. <laughs> Ashley, now you know I'm emotional. <laughs> right. Like, I'm sitting up here and I'm like, nah, I'm going to cry too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> know how emotional I am. I'm like, see, now nah, I, nah, I need to find out where Ashley live because now I want to. <laughs> I just want to show up at the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Ashley gave a great letter to you guys of encouragement. Um, I'll 
put the letter on the screen. But if you guys do write a letter to your future self, send it to us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com just so we can read it. And if you feel comfortable with us sharing, please please let us know and we'll share it to all of our um, social media just to encourage others out there, you know, through this waiting season. We can be all, we can be each other's support system during this time. Just so we know that, hey, you are not alone in waiting. And it's like we have been saying through this whole series, it does not matter what you're waiting for. Um, we are all here to encourage you through that waiting process. All right, so I'll wrap this thing up for Ashley. She was supposed to wrap it up, but we know she got to get her stuff together. <laughs> um, she needs for you guys. So, <laughs> so um, through this series, we talked about the importance of waiting and if you guys hadn't learned anything through this series, we just want you guys to know that we're here for you. And there are so many other people out there that's here for you. And you're not the only one waiting. I know through waiting seasons, it can seem like, hey, I'm the only one that's going through this. Especially if you're out there waiting on a relationship. It just seems like everybody's moving forward. And hey, I'm just back here hanging on. Just mm-hmm. feel like I'm playing catch up. But, you know, it's other people out there. And we're here to support you. And like we said in this part of the series, um, the biggest thing that we want to focus on through this story is not that Ruth and Boaz got married at the end. We want to focus on that both of them were focused on their purpose. And that's what we want to do in our life. We want to focus on our purpose and being more like Christ. We have to be and we must be complete in Christ first before anything that should be our number one priority in our lives we we must remember that our life isn't ours our life is for god and moving his purpose forward and getting the word of god out and just to be more christ-like so through this series we hope that you guys have been encouraged to remain patient so if you have been going through a trial waiting we are happy that we can encourage you guys and we just ask that you share this with someone um whoever you thought of when i said that share it to them because they haven't shared it they haven't shared that they're in this season they haven't shared it with you but that's the holy spirit telling you to help them out encourage them so we just hope that you guys are obedient to that word and obedient in this process and obedient to your waiting season. Um, we want to thank our guest, Ivan A, for coming on once again to the podcast and being so open and honest, giving us so many hot moments and transparency because she shared a lot of things that she didn't have to share. Um, so we want to thank her and we want to continue to encourage her to move forward in her, her mentoring journey and also, question of the day, have you begun writing? Oh, my God. Every time. <laughs> every time. Oh, every you know, time. We're waiting. Actually. We're waiting. <laughs> every time. Um, I have actually begun writing. I do have some pages. I don't have a chapter, but I do have some pages that I've been bouncing around, um, handwritten pages. I need to get um, something that I can digitally write on um, that'll be a lot easier. But we hope this series encouraged you guys and just remember to continue to grow in Christ. Just reflect on the question. Um, 
do you want to grow in God truly um, and not just get blessed by him? You're not, you're not doing everything that you're doing just to get blessed. It's that because you truly just want to grow in God. So just reflect on that. So stay tuned to our next series. Um, we will have a special guest on that series. So we are looking forward to talking to her. And if you guys, well, well, right now, you guys go ahead and leave a comment. Um, just talk to us. It could be about anything. It doesn't have to be about this series. We always look forward to talking to you guys. And if you haven't, go ahead and follow us on all of our social medias at Obedience Podcast. And be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, and I think that's it. I think I gave a good spiel. <laughs> so we want to thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, be obedient. We'll see you guys next time.